Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet and we're doing that by delivering you fantastic tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My Business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. Today, I have Brett Michener with me. Brett, how are you? Fantastic. Good stuff. Brett, whereabouts in the world are you? I am on the East Coast of America in New Jersey. Wonderful. That is fantastic. Now, Brett is a coach and he happens to be a TriCrest partner. Brett, you've not always done that, have you? Where did your career begin? Yes, it's a little bit of a winding path, but in my head, it certainly makes sense. Uh, so I, I began my professional career as a physical therapist or a physiotherapist, as some of your audience might know it as. Um, creating my own practice and had multiple offices and was a practicing physical therapist for almost 20 years. After uh, battling with insurance companies and chasing down money and getting paid 20 cents on the dollar for that length of time, I had kind of had enough. And I was also looking for the ability to have more impact on people. And although we had four offices at the time of our sale, and you know that was thousands of clients per year, um, it just wasn't the level of impact that I was looking for. So as we went through the sale, I, I was very interested in consulting for small businesses because they, I realized they had, most everybody had the same kind of problems that we did. Yep. And the more I stuck my head out of the sand and asked questions in other industries and was a part of multiple chambers of commerce meeting people from all over the place, I got interested in helping other people with other problems that I had a little experience with, but I was willing to listen. And that, that made all the difference for people who really actually had the answers within themselves. It really wasn't about me. It was just asking the right kind of questions. And so from there, moved into... The financial world to create a coaching platform with uh, my now partner and friend of mine, Chris. And it's been a wonderful ride of meeting business owners from all walks of life and being able to help them with problems across the board from people to strategy to, you know, obviously their financial issues and how that intertwines with personal life and how they scale their business and, and really their goal planning and where they're trying to go in life. I love the fact that for 20 years, you were working with people's physical bodies and that's what your business is about. And now you're working with people's heads <laughs> and mindsets and ways of thinking and, and behaving and things like that. Now on that journey to four, so you had four um, sites for your physical therapy business. 
which again, some people listening to this would be like, I dream of having four sites for my physio business. How, what was, what was it like moving from site number one to site number two? Because I'm guessing that was the biggest move. How did that work out? Yeah, that that was definitely the biggest move. And and it's not, uh, you know, it's like children in that respect. It's not double the problem. It's more like triple or quadruple the problems. And, you know, you start to have HR issues, which you, you didn't know existed. And now you have an HR binder and you're, you're calling on favors of friends who are in HR to say, okay, are we doing this the right way? What other things do we need to have in place? And um, really infrastructure changes that you know, we had no business background or no finance background that was just not taught in physical therapy school. It was, you know, you could create a clinic, you could hang up a shingle and then, you know, figure it out the hard way. And that's, that's really how we went about doing it. Um, for us, it was, we, we knew that what we had was scalable and that we could reproduce it. Now, what we didn't know, obviously, was the biggest piece of the pie was, okay, how do you actually go about doing that in a way that makes you know, fiscal and business sense and, and marketing sense. And we, <laughs> again, through a lot of mistakes along the way, you know, asking for a lot of help and a lot of generous people with their time, you know, we were able to make those successful and, you know, learned a little bit each time we did it. And, you know, that's, it was very much the school of hard knocks. If I knew what I knew now and who I could leverage and who I would ask the right questions to, we could have saved a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. Absolutely. So by the time you opened your fourth, do you think you'd got it sussed by then? Uh, in retrospect, no, I would say absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time, yes, we thought we were, uh, you know, we thought we knew what we were really doing. Um, now being, you know, a coach in this industry and, and meeting a lot of practice owners, there, <laughs> there is a there is an unbelievable amount of information that we did not have where it was very simplistic to somebody else. And had I known them years ago, I would have really asked the question of, you guys do this really well. How did you get to this point? Right, right. Cool, I love your honesty. Biggest lesson then from having four sites, what, what's the biggest learning that you could pass on right now? It's a great question. And I, I actually answered this the other day to a coaching client of mine. And I used myself as the example. And this is another CEO of a company that is that is absolutely exploding. They're, they're killing it. It's just a great, he's a great person, um, has his head in the right space. But, you know, like me, you think that you're communicating enough. And really, what I should have been was, I should have had the feeling of over communicating with my team to the point where I was tired of hearing myself talk. In reality, from their perspective, I was under communicating. I was not communicating the vision effectively, understanding where we're going, why we were doing certain things. And you know, everybody on your team needs certain different levels of that. I had people who you know, just said, okay, whatever you think, you know, that's, that's great, I'm on board. And then other team members who would look at it and say, I don't know why we're doing that. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know. Brett's just out there doing this, that, or the other thing while we're here to treating patients. And, you know, those were, those were things that hurt to hear because I thought I was doing a good job at that. And that's, that was the number one example of like, even if you're doing things that seem crazy or you're making mistakes, you just need to communicate that with your team. Yeah. 
absolutely. And it's hard as the owner, founder, CEO, whatever title you've got, when you stop practicing the skill that your business is based on, because you're right, you've got a whole team of people, in your case, physical therapy, practicing that skill. And you're no longer doing that every day. You might be keeping your hand in every now and again, but you're no longer doing it every day. And they look at you and go, well, what is he actually doing all day? Um, and it's really hard to explain that. You're right. Uh, because people often can't see what it is that the person running the business is doing because a lot of it happens in your head or behind closed doors or in meetings or whatever or on paper and um, so that's fascinating and the over communication yeah absolutely spot on if, if you think you're saying it too often you probably need to say it a bit more <laughs> yeah exactly because in your experience what what happens then if you don't communicate what happens to the people in the business in your experience what happened to you yeah i think over time there was um you know discontent i think there was even contempt uh with with a few people and that is a relationship destroyer like just mm. absolute destroyer mm -hmm. and had I been communicating all along to the extent of which that those particular people um, felt comfortable and they understood, or at least they had a pathway, um, which again, I thought I did, but here's my cell phone number is not enough. It should have been me reaching out saying, hey, I just want to check in. Like, hey, this is where you are. You know, this is typically where my questions come from. So I need to check in with you on a monthly basis and say, okay, where are we with this? You know, what are you seeing? What are you perceiving? This is what I've been working on. This is why. And here's some of the nuts and bolts that go into my daily life as the CEO. Um, that's definitely, you know, being that proactive communicator is something I now stress with all my clients because you just, like you said, you want your hands out of it and you're not in the trenches together. Mm -hmm. Now you start to create that separation. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So you sold it. How did you feel when you'd sold it? Uh, relief is probably the number one. <laughs> The number one, I mean, it's for anybody who sold a business and ours was a very small business comparatively, which was still a year long process. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, emotional roller coasters, day to day, the deals happening, the deals off, the deals on, the deals off, we need this or the deals is off. <laughs> and a lot of that back and forth. And, and we were a very uncomplicated business comparatively. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, yeah, but relief was definitely the number one thing where I could, okay, good. And I'm going to start getting some good sleep and, and uh, you know, really start pointing my career in, in the different direction that I had started down. Cool. And when you sold it, did you know what you were going to do next? I had, uh, I had the idea of being a small business consultant. Okay. But in reality, that was just a misnomer. Really what I wanted to do was truly coach people. And, okay. and as I, understood the definition of coaching and what that meant the more i leaned into that definition or definitions and the more i learned in that arena that was exactly really what i think i was truly put on this earth to do oh amazing oh that's lovely i like that that's wonderful so you are involved in a financial business and mm -hmm. um, that's not your full-time day job though no, I keep uh, I keep one foot in there. Um, it's uh, it's just such a fascinating industry, and I love I actually really enjoy it I, uh -huh. way more than I ever thought I did. Was from all the learning and 
taking tests to get uh, all these other certifications and things that the federal and state government require you to do and continue education and uh, being in meetings on a weekly basis with with my team members that that's all they do right that's their primary career that's that's really everything that that is their world it's such a it's such an interesting world and a skill set to bring to business owner clients that these are things they don't really have any concept of they don't really know how to structure you know how to exit a business or when to exit a business or how to protect themselves or protect the business or protect their loved ones and and when they start making money well what what should i be doing with it what's the you know what's the best return on investment and in very general purposes and what how should i be structuring this so I can make the next move and I can exit the business on my own terms and not in a pine box. Yeah. <laughs> those, you ultimately come to those financial decisions and having some of that acumen to be able to speak to them intelligently. Now, I don't have to create the entire structure of how they're going to exit, but it's knowing certain moving parts. It's knowing how to have the conversations to be able to look at the longevity of their business. I think is just an integral part of what I do from coaching these business owners. It's being able to look at those next steps and at those next milestones that they're looking to reach. So people listening to this are going, okay, right. Brett, Brett was a physical therapist. He built up a physical therapy business. He sold it. He thought, I know I'm going to go into coaching and then ended up in the UK. We call them IFAs, independent financial advisors. And it's, you know, you, you have to take lots of exams here too. It's not a logical move to go from physio to financial advisory work. Well, how how did that happen? Yeah, I was I was you know it was by accident, right? <laughs> it was, and I shouldn't say that. That's probably not giving my my partner Chris enough credit. Where he saw he saw a move for me, and knowing me as well as he did, he was my financial advisor five years prior to me exiting. And he said, you know what, why don't you really coaching is where you want to be. And he was the first one to use the term. And okay. I was like, yes. And when I heard it, it was like just one of those epiphany moments of yes, no coach. That's the title. That's exactly what I want to be. And I want to be really good at it. So in coaching those business owners and where the, where the financial business is going truly is like, you don't need me to buy a financial product. You don't, you know, and this might scare some of my peers out there or, awaken some of the uh, people in the public, but you don't need a financial advisor to buy a product today. You can go right to the wholesaler. You can. What you need people for in this world is to be able to help you set up your chessboard appropriately and teach you what each piece can do and can't do. And what is going to matter most in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years down the road, you need that foresight, you need that experience, and you need people who understand what those moves are. So that for me, you know, and being an expert in health, wealth, and happiness, that just, that just made sense. It just was a part where I wanted the expertise. I wanted to be able to speak to business owners in a language that is, you know, in a lot of the cases is most paramount to them. It's, well, I'm here creating a living for my family and creating legacy. And I, I need people around me that have this level of expertise in these areas and you know, for me, it makes perfect sense. I, I, I understand from the outside, it doesn't, it seems convoluted, but at the root of all of it is service to others. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. When you say it out loud, Brett, you're right, it does make perfect sense. It really does. 
I think if we step back, you've had you have you've had two vehicles that you've used to deliver stuff that's really useful for people. One was the physical therapy in terms of delivering stuff for their health. And you're right, the financial piece is delivering stuff for their wealth. It just happens to be that vehicle that you're using at this point in time. And this is a really interesting thing behind people's businesses that often it is simply that vehicle at that time that is helping them deliver what is their true purpose, actually, which is fascinating. So anybody's listening who's going, I sell widgets. How does that <laughs> help me deliver my true purpose? And you go, well, do you know, where does the widget go? Where does it end up? And what does that deliver for people? And there's always a thing at the end, isn't there, where there's a person receiving a product or service to make, hopefully make their life better, definitely. Okay, so the coaching. Did coaching meet your expectations or did it fall short? So, um, and, I, and this is gonna be a, seem a little uh, self-gratifying. It, it, did, it did at first fall kind of flat. Uh, because of the where I was learning from, and and not that it was not great information, it just it was somewhat superficial. It was okay. the, the beginning, and I looked at it and it's like, all right, well, hey, there's there's a lot of great books, there's a lot of great authors, there's a lot of things to read, but that didn't really encapsulate it for me. It didn't really give me the sense of no, no, this is exactly the purpose that I was after, and you know, until I made. You know, honestly, till I met you guys and and started working with Tricress and seeing some similar information, but delivered in a paradigm shifting way. And it's the way when people ask me, well, what the hell is Tricress and why like why are you involved with people across the pond? Like this doesn't make any sense to it. Like there's a million coaching companies here in the United States. True. And and I kind of explained the story and I said, look, there's I mean, how many two-hour Zoom calls per week are you excited to get on? I mean, it's just, that's the reality of our world today. And to be sitting through these classes with you and Nick and, and all the other groups, you know, all the other great coaches in, in this cohort that I'm a part of, when I say paradigm shifting to people, it stops them in their tracks. And they look at me like, what do you mean? Like, what, what is that even, what is that like? <laughs> it's really the question they're asking themselves, right? and say well if you know a piece of information and you've heard you've heard it from one perspective and then you've chewed on it for a while and you said okay this is this thing in coaching this is the kind of the way I, I view the world through this and then to hear it from a different direction that sets you like completely perpendicular it's like that's what I experience on a weekly basis and and although this is becoming a commercial for Tricrass here <laughs> that's reality that's exactly how I explain it to people that are outside of our world of Tricrest to what we're doing here on a weekly basis. Okay, so I, cards on the table. I did not expect that answer <laughs> at all, Brett, and, uh, and and it's not the purpose of the podcast. So thank you very much for, for sharing that. That's, that's really nice. That is lovely because that's what we set out to do, definitely, without a shadow of doubt. Um, okay, great. So you, you've got this paradigm shift. <laughs> <laughs> which how are you going to use that in the real world with the people you care and I know you care very deeply about because you're actually in Dallas right now in a, a big physical therapist conference aren't you 
how how are you going to apply that to help them so it's it's as simple as you know some of the conversations i was having last night with some practice owners who i literally just met at a bar within five minutes and you know, they asked, well, what do you do? I said, I'm a coach. You know, I, I work in within this industry. This is a lot of the folks that I help. I was a practice owner. And their expectations of what I'm about to say are that you're going to tell me that you teach me how to be more efficient in running my practice because that's the coaches, quote unquote, that are in this industry. Uh, now, really, now you and I would call them consultants because yeah. that's what they are. They're, yeah. they're coming in with great industry knowledge and I'm not besmirching anybody that's doing yeah. this. I'm saying is, they're here to consult and help you run your practice better, whether that's front desk, it's billing, it's you know electronic medical records, it's all the efficiencies that go along in the physical therapy world. And I was talking to a, you know, a high level CEO of a company that's um, medium sized in the practice world, 25 clinics in this particular company. And I said, you know, I don't really do that. <laughs> I said, that's not really what, you know, can I help you with that? Sure but you know your business better than I do. I, I don't need to come in and teach you any efficiencies, but what I can help you with is the culture of your company. And this is when his ears parked up. He said, hmm, culture, well, wait a second. Okay, now, now you've interest me. I said, okay, well, these are some of the things that we talk about. You know, what is the purpose of the business? What, are you, what is the vision of it? And not the vision that you have currently today that doesn't mean anything to anybody. And if I asked any of your employees what the vision is, they wouldn't be able to tell me. And he said, okay, so he handed me his card. He's like, let's get together tomorrow <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about what, what, what are some of the things that you can come in and help us do. So okay. it's, you know, it's just those interactions that are, you know, to me, they're simple because I'm going to tell you something and say, no, 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 this is what we talk about. And it's different. It's just very different than anybody you're coming in contact with. Nice. I like that. And I didn't know that. So that's great. Brilliant. You found yourself a really nice niche there. I, I love that. Um, where, where do you want to take your coaching business, Brett? I think long-term it's a combination of, uh, helping those new practice owners, which I have a meeting next week with somebody who's thinking about going out on their own, Okay. Uh, all the way to companies like this and, and all the way up to, you know, the big players in our industry that have thousands of clinics to say, yeah. you know what, your culture is broken and this is why. Yeah. And this is what I'm seeing. And this is what people that work for your company are saying. And to be able to coach on that level and to affect culture for that many people, yeah. uh, that is tremendous to me because it's, it's just comes down to the level of service and the level of impact that I'm having on a large group of people that, you know, are willing to look and listen and change and learn. And that's one of the beauties of the therapy world is every practitioner here is sitting in class right now as I'm here doing this podcast. They're sitting in class learning. Right. And that's just the world that they live in. It's a constant evolution. I guess it is. And then so they're used to learning, which is really nice. So you'll hopefully have open minds, which, which is great. I love that idea because that, you know, helping the culture of a physical therapy business helps the individuals who receive that service from them and will in turn make them feel better and heal faster I'm sure um, uh, there's lots of studies to show that things like leadership development improve clinical outcomes so leadership development for surgeons improves improves clinical outcomes for the patient so yeah making the world a better place now you have a podcast Brett yes 
and I know it's one of your passions. <laughs> Tell us about your podcast. So the podcast, I think, uh, like a lot of people started over COVID. Um, yeah. I was actually taking a an online public speaking course. And in session two, they had updated it because of COVID. And they're sitting there and the people that were delivering this, you know, are highly paid speakers. This is what they do for a living, you know, day in, day out. They're traveling across the country and across the world doing speaking engagements. And, you know, the one gentleman was on there said, you know, there are no stages right now, but where there is a stage is with a microphone and doing your own podcast. And I had kicked it around for a while. This was something, you know, I like to have interesting conversations and it's not, I'm not saying that I say anything interesting, but I like talking to people who have interesting questions and, and we can have interesting dialogue. And I thought, well, this is something other people might find interesting as well. So over COVID, um, bought some microphones, ended up buying a new computer just to have GarageBand, and it's a super simple setup, but it doesn't have to be anything complicated, and that was one of the wonderful things about podcasting. It's a low entry barrier, and to be able to go out there and do it, and then if you want to improve on your craft, there's a million resources out there to try to improve and, and make the shows better and you know, have interesting guests and um, just find ways to ask more interesting questions, which is the part that I really enjoy. It's yeah. having people that are very good at what they do in one aspect or another. And sometimes the my guests that come on, I purposely save a bunch of questions that they're not privy to. Um, not that they're off topic or anything or not to surprise anybody, but there's a reason why I invite them on. There's a, there's a specific thing that I think they're really gifted at and I like to shine a light on that. And, and do that through questioning to let them so the audience can hear it and they can see it for themselves. I don't necessarily have to point it out. It's just, hey, this is something I think you do really well. And let's let's bring that forward. You, you, I listened to your podcast and um, the one about the uh, Alzheimer's specialist. And that is exactly what you did. That's really it hadn't occurred to me. You, you allowed that doctor to talk about the subject that he knows best really gave him space I learned so much from that actually loads from it um, and so you're really good at it so your next career could be broadcasting <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I go that far however I, I really do enjoy yeah. the podcasting medium it's just yeah. such it's such an interesting animal and it gives you again the freedom to ask the questions you can go as long as you want or as short as you want you can edit as much as you want or as little as you want you can put it out to the world or put it out in, in specific little sound bites it's just it's like this uh you know piece of clay you can really mold into anything and that's that's part of what's attractive to it what's your go-to favorite podcast I would have to say uh, Mr. Tim Ferriss, and I use the title Mr. because, you know, that's a, just a person who does a level of research and data gathering and the questions he asks. Now, he's got, he's got a handful of canned questions that he typically always asks. Okay. But there are times when you hear a question and you're like, oh my goodness, I never have given unlimited amount of time. I never would have come up with that level of quality question. And I think that is one of, you know, his gifts that he's 
didn't start out that way. Like that was something of just doing it and doing it and doing it and honing his craft to my goodness. He's like 600 episodes at this point to where he's you know, really, really excellent at being an interviewer. Cool. I love that. And it is honing your craft. You're absolutely right. I know you're about to start season two. What kind of guests are you looking for in case there's anybody out there who goes, do you know what? I'd like to be interviewed by Brett. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to dedicate at least half the season to uh, the therapy group of folks. Um, right. In particular, it's it's not, and it's not going to be about efficiency of running the office. There's plenty of PT podcasts out there that talk about business aspects, but it's finding those little you know, interesting qualities and in people and why their business is successful or the way they look at the world is just different and, and bringing some of those things forward. Um, I'm, we're also going to do a good number of, um, it's a, it is a coaching podcast. So yeah. I have guests um, lined up that are really high quality coaches that are going to speak about specific things. I, I will relate them a little bit back to the therapy world because these are people and resources that the therapy world is completely ignorant to oh, they just right. don't know they exist um you know in this retrospect because they're all they're used to in the therapy world is you know is truly that person who's coming in and being a consultant for the right. business and they're right. not they're not talking about leadership they're not talking about how do i manage people how do i manage difficult situations how do i manage you know, the communication levels that need to go on as we're starting to scale and we're starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And those things just don't exist. Good. I'm glad you're in charge of that, Brett, because that means they're in very good, capable hands, whether it's self-appointed or not. You have you have the knowledge, you have the expertise, and I think you, you care deeply about this sector. That certainly comes across, which is fantastic. All right. So your coaching practice, your business, if it had a personality or a character, how would you describe it? I would say safety is the word. Mm -hmm. um, it's providing that safe environment, the non-judgmental environment. And that doesn't, you know, I think that's really my gift of empathy that I'm able to shine through in a, in a very different way now. Um, when I was a therapist, people knew that I was there to help them and care for them because that's why they came into my office, right? Yeah. And, and it took a little bit of time, but they understood that I was really there to help them. I think from a coaching aspect, I'm able to kind of help that person slide into that safe, you know, force field or bubble kind of environment to where you feel comfortable telling me anything that you need to tell me. And I can help you figure out what is the next, you know, what are the next steps? What are you trying to do? Where are you trying to go? Or, you know, maybe that day you just need somebody to talk to and and that's it and just to help feel a little better get something you know off your chest so i would say that's really the characteristic of my interactions from a coaching standpoint love it absolutely love it well you, we, we're, we're coming to the end of the podcast and um it is wonderful to have you on the partner program it really is we have a laugh each week it, even if it is about soup in joke <laughs> not going to go there um, and I just want to say thank you so much, Brett, for your time. And uh, I would say this, wouldn't I? I would highly recommend you as a coach to all the people out there in the industry, in the physical therapy or any other sector. But I know you want to specialise in the physical therapy sector. So best of luck. Thanks so much. And it's, it's a pleasure spending time with you every week, too.
Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Feel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business and then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Feel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. Enjoy. Enjoy.